from the base. Conversation is reciprocal. Naima Kenyan Kiddushin or Yibum. So today we're talking about an important idea in, in leadership altogether, which is getting buy-in, as they as they like to say. I don't like to use the word buy-in because when you buy something, you end the relationship. When you buy something, you go into the store, you pay, you walk out of the store, and you never see them again. That's the end of a that's the end of a relationship. It's a transaction. When you invest, it's the beginning of a relationship. Invest in something, then you you remain interested in it. So instead of buy-in, I like to talk about investment. Do you need your people to be invested in an idea? Do you need the other party to be invested in an idea? Uh, and and if so, what is how, how do you go about that? And there are times when, as a leader, you don't need them to be invested. You're just saying it as this is how it's going to be. Uh, and you don't you don't need anybody to be invested in that. And it's important to clarify, and we'll see that becoming clear in, uh, strangely enough, in our Gemara in in Yevamis. It's a, a a subtle piece of Gemara, which is uh, w- which is going to be really interesting. It starts with a Mishnah on Daftzadi Vov. On Daftzadi Vov, there is a a machlokes between the Chachomim and Rabbi Shimon uh, about a young boy. Who's just over nine years old? So the the uh, a, a boy between nine and thirteen is not a gadol; he's still a katan, um, but he's capable of a sexual act, can be capable of a sexual act. So now the question comes: What legitimacy do we give to such a sexual act, particularly in the area of yibum? Uh, would it work or wouldn't it? And the case there is two nine-year-old brothers between nine and 13 who both did Yibum. Um, uh, they didn't realize that he did the second one didn't realize the first one had done Yibum already. The second one does Yibum with the same Yavama. It's a mess. Um, and the the Chachomim say posel aliado. That makes that makes the first one pasul, and everything is a, is a mess because both of them are valid actions. On that, Rabbi Shimon the Gemara then brings a brisa where Rabbi Shimon says to the Chachomim, "I don't get it. Im bia rishona bia bia shnia ena bia." If uh, I haven't got this part, this this Mishnah and brisa in the in the sources. But it's quoted in our Gemara, as you'll see briefly. So Rabbi Shimon says, either way, if if a nine-year-old's bia is considered an act of yibum, then the first one was yibum, and the second one is nothing, because once yibum has been done, it's nothing. Uh, and if the se- the first one isn't a bia, if we don't give it any cre- any credence and legitimacy, then bia shnir and in a bia. Then the second one is also done by a nine-year-old boy. What, what's the, neither of them are valid. Why why would both of them be valid? Based on that brisa, the Rabbi Yochanan works out that a maimar is is what Rashi calls a kinyan chashuv. Remember, maimar is the person does it by words instead of by action. Uh, so he proposes to. He says, "I want you to be my yevama. I want you to be my my wife." Using the laws of yibum, hareat mekudeshitli be yibum zeh. However, they or the maimar zeh. And Rabbi Yochanan wants to prove that according to Rabbi Shimon and various others, the status of a maimer is very powerful. This is a full Kenyan, even though it's midrabon. In midoraisa, the only way for a yabam to acquire a yabama is through intimacy. 
with the Rabbonin, it can be through through a Maimer, but the Rabbi Yochanan wants to prove that that this Maimer is very powerful. So in our, the Gemara that I've quoted at the top, Omer Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Gamliel, Uvei Shammai, Uvei Rabbi Shimon, Uvei Nazai, Uvei Rabbi Nechemi, all these great people, Kulu Svirlu Maimer Koine Kinyan Gomer. They all hold that Maimer is a Kinyan Gomer, which Rashi translates as a Kinyan Chashuv, an, an important one. And then he goes through them all. And he comes to Rabbi Shimon, and he says, Detanya, um, because we've learned, this is the Bryce I just quoted you from Daftzadivov. Rabbi Shimon said to the Chachomim, so listen to the logic. Rabbi Shimon says to the Chachomim, if the first beer of this nine-year-old is a beer, then the second one isn't. And if the first one is, is not a beer, then the second one also isn't a beer. Says Rabbi Yochanan, a nine-year-old doing a beer is considered like a mimer. So that's the, that's the piece you've got to keep your mind on. So we've got the two ways to be koine yavama. You can be koine yavama through intimacy, through bia, and you can be koine yavama midirabonin through mimer. A nine-year-old, they bridge it. They say when a nine-year-old does a bia, it's as if he did a mimer. Okay? And now what did Rabbi Shimon say? Ve'ko'ama Rabbi Shimon... Ain't no beer. And Rabbi Shimon holds that it's it's not a valid beer. So so what do you see from that? If, if he says, Rabbi Shimon, ain't no beer, the second one is not a valid beer because the first one is. So you see that he considers Maimer as a complete act of Yibum because a nine-year-old's beer is considered like a Maimer and Rabbi Shimon says, the first Maimer works. So you see, Rabbi Shimon attaches a lot of importance to Maimah. That's Rabbi Yochanan's proof for, for Rabbi Shimon. Yeah, that's, only the, that's only the introduction. <laughs> Asks Tosfus, um, There's another problem here. Okay, I understand. The first one is beer, is, is Maimah. So the first one, this first nine and a half year old boy is now married to the Yavama. And therefore, the second one is not Yibum, because Yibum's already been done. But it is Nut. His wife is now having relations with, with his brother. So she, they can't live together anymore. She's Pasul. She's also to him. Says Tosa, it's a very powerful kasha. Doesn't help you, Rabbi Shimon, to say, Yibum's already been done, so the second one's nothing. It's nothing in the laws of Yibum, but it's not nothing in the laws of marital fidelity. That's a problem. Answers Tosa, so you must say, that she wasn't a party to it, which means what happened? She was raped. You want to say he did it by Korcha. Otherwise, she would be also in any case. That's what Tosfus says. Now remember the Tosfus, we've talked a lot about how Tosfus is and how Tosfus works, what Tosfus is. The Rosh is at the end of the period of the Tosfus. He's almost after the period of the Tosfus. The Rosh, Rosh is in end of the 13th century, the beginning of the 14th century. Talmud of the Maram Rutenberg. And you remember the Maram Rutenberg is that key figure who kind of ends off the period of the Tosfus and starts the period of the Poskim of whom the Rosh is one. So the Rosh goes through the, 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 the Shas, a based built on the riff and, and works on, on the halacha, but with a Tosfus approach. 
He uses Tosha. So the Rosh was in, he was, he was learning with the Maram Rutenberg. He was in Germany at that time, was following the Tosha school. And then you had the, the terrible riots and, and pogroms of, of Riedenfleisch in 1298, where 140 communities were wiped out. Thousands of Jews were wiped out. And at that, and that's when Maram Rutenberg was put in jail around that time. It was a really difficult time for the, for the Jews. And the Rosh fled to Spain. And there he was received by the Rashbo and others and lived another 20 plus years in Spain um, and brought with him the, the wisdom of the Tosfus. He's one of the, this, when you've got these, these kind of migrations, it's really, it's, it's interesting. So he took the European school of Tosfus and brought it. He wasn't the only one who did that, but he was so well trained in the system of the Tosfus that he brought that and taught it in Spain. And his shiurim, of introducing Tosfus to Spain is the Tosfus Arosh. So that's why the Tosfus Arosh will often be very similar to the Tosfus. He's teaching Tosfus to the, to, to the Sfaradim, to this meaning true Sfaradim, people from Sfarad. Um, but he is a brilliant teacher, and very often he articulates the ideas of Tosfus in a more succinct way, in a way that's easier to read. So Tosfus Arosh is an important adjunct to Tosfus when you're trying to learn Tosfus. And the Tosfus Arosh and the Tosfus both ask the question, but the Tosfus Arosh asks it more severely. He says, on Dafyutet we learned, and we spend some time on that Gemara actually, and we've got, I've quoted the Gemara. Yeah? <laughs> what is the din of somebody who does a Maimar by force? I understand Yibum can be by force. I, but what about Maimar? Can Maimar be by force? We had a Machlikis Rebi. And Chachomim. And the Chachomim, like whom we Paskin said, Lo Kana, it doesn't work. Ask the Tosfus Harosh, how can you say she was raped? Because if she wasn't raped, there's a problem of, of Zanut, there's a problem of fidelity. So she must have been raped. But if she's raped, it doesn't help that. We've, we've said that his, the, the, the technique of this young boy doing Yibum, although he uses Bio, halachically it's considered Maimar. But Maimer, we learned according to the Chachomim, cannot be done by force. So if he raped her, that was a Maimer by force. If it was a Maimer by force, again, it doesn't work. Isn't it beautiful? Both by force. No, he wants to say the first one, the, uh, you mean just the second one is by force. The second one is by force, then yes, but if, if it's Midin Maimer, uh, if it's Midin Maimer, then we would have to say that... Again, it's it's not it's not a valid action. It wouldn't it wouldn't have done anything. And you see from the Gemara that Rabbi Shimon is saying the second one should also be a good a good biyibum But if you've got to say that that second one was rape, then it's, there's no way it can be a maimer because it's a maimer bal kocho. So Tosfos creates a beautiful idea, which the Tosfos Harosh ultimately accepts as well. And Tosfos answers asu chachamim biat bentesha bal korcha kemamer bidat. A rape of the nine-year-old is like a mimer, will, a willing mimer, is what is what Tosfos wants to say. Why? Because lo shanilan ben midat There's such a thing as bio intimacy, but there's a unique kind of intimacy called biat yavam, the the intimacy which creates the connection of yibum. That intimacy makes no difference whether it's rape or seduction, or whether it's rape or consensual. In all other cases, it makes a big difference. But in the case of Yibum, it makes no difference whether, whether the, the, the intimacy between the Yovam and the Yovamo is consensual or is not consensual is irrelevant. 
So what, once that's the case, and we say we're making this, the, the, the act of this young nine-year-old as a maimer, but what is the act? The act was a beer of yibum. It was a particular kind of intimacy. It was a yibum dicker intimacy. A yibum dicker intimacy doesn't matter whether it's by force or not. It's good. So you did intimacy. And we consider that intimacy like a maimer, like a kosher maimer, which means midaita. So, so again, whether, whether it's, what, what we're looking at is the degree to which consensuality is needed. And, as, and if we're going to consider the action of the, of the young boy as a valid Bia Yuvama, as a Yibum type of intimacy, then we don't worry about consensual or not consensual. And now we just say, and that means Maimer. So we've got a good Bia, we translate the good Bia to a good Maimer. And we don't have to get into involved as to whether it's consensual or not. It couldn't have been consensual because otherwise we would have another problem. We'd have a problem of 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 of, znut, of, of fidelity. So it must have been not consensual. Ah, if it's non-consensual, we've got all these problems in Ichud Yibum. No, because the the sexual act doesn't have to be consensual. Although we consider it like Maima, that's after we've declared it to be a valid sexual act, which we consider to be like a Maima. That's that's Tosfus's invention, which which the Rosh which the Rosh accepts. Let's just go a little bit a little bit further. What what's important here? These, you, we then find among the Acharonim, and it's really interesting because you find this. Among, among all the great achronim of our times, um, you find Rabbi Yosheh Be'er Soloveitchik talks about it, and he's a Talmud of his father, Rabbi Moshe, who's a Talmud of Rabbi Chaim Soloveitchik. And Rabbi Nochem Pardofich speaks about it. He was a Rosh Yeshiva in Mir. Uh, he, was, he was there when, when I was there. He's a Talmud of Rabbi Shimon Shkop. He's a Talmud of Rabbi Chaim. And Rabbi Shmuel Rizovsky talks about it. Rabbi Shmuel is a Talmud of Rabbi Shimon. He's a Talmud of Rabbi Chaim. So you see this all coming from Rabbi Chaim. The idea, and he explains the Gemara and Andaf Yutes. Does Mimer work with, with, by force? Does Mimer have to be consensual or not? They explain it as, is Mimer, as the Gemara itself says there. The Gemara says, do we learn Mimer from Kiddushin or do we learn Mimer from Yevomus? Because it's a kind of hybrid. Uh, Yevomus doesn't have to be consensual. Kiddushin has to be consensual. What about Mimer? You do Yevomus, you do Yibum, but with your mouth. You do Yibum with words. Is that like Kiddushin? Is that like a marriage, in which case it has to be consensual? Or, in fact, you're doing Yibum. And if you're doing Yibum, it doesn't have to be consensual. Reb Chaim Soloveitchik goes further. And, and he says the whole question of Yibum is about that. That The discussion is, is Yibum an act of Kiddushin with special con- consideration? You're marrying this woman. The way you marry her is different from other cases of marriage. And therefore, it doesn't have to be consensual. But you're marrying her. It's Kiddushin. Or we say, no, this is a whole new thing. This is not Kiddushin. This is called Yibum. It's a completely different thing. And where I want you to, to, to go with this is the idea of if it's Yibum, what's the difference between Yibum and Kiddushin? Kiddushin, Tosla says in Dav Gimel in Kiddushin, Kiddushin is you are my one. That's what you say under the Chuppah. You are my one. That's what it is. That's what Kiddushin is. Yivomus is an action. You don't even have to have a conversation. And this is the difference between a conversation and an action. An action, you don't need anybody's permission. An action, you don't need anybody's buy-in. An action, you don't need investment. An action is where you have authority to take the action. Then you don't have to consult with anybody. But if you need people's participation, you've got to have a conversation. Kiddushin is a conversation. Yibum is an action. Yibum is a maise mitzvah. Kiddushin is, you are my only one. And what happens if she says, 
That's the last thing in my life I want to hear. Have no interest in being your only one. It's overs. What kind of, because that's, a conversation needs a response. You can't have a conversation without a response. If I say good morning to you and you don't answer me, we haven't had a conversation. I've made a statement. It's a good morning. I just made a statement to the world. That's why it's so important to return a greeting because that's a conversation. It's a good morning. Thank you. And a good morning to you too. We've had a conversation. We've engaged. Conversation has to be reciprocal. Kiddushin is conversation. Yibum is action. Or isn't it, Reb Chaim says, the whole question is about Yibum itself because maybe Yibum is also a conversation. In what sense? It's a conversation that happened under the chuppah with the brother. When the brother married you, he said, Kedas Moshe Yisrael, meaning, and if I die, you will automatically go to my brother. If you don't like that, now's the time to say. But we've already had that conversation. So Reb Chaim wants to say the whole question is, is Yibum a continuation of the Kiddushin conversation? Or is Yibum an action that doesn't need a conversation? But what's important for us from a Matmonim perspective is to take out of that that idea of the difference between when you can act and when you have to have to have conversations. And we and we sometimes err in that in that area. It touches on what we were discussing last night, isn't that so Simon? The um, sometimes the, you have the authority to act and then you've got to you've got to act. You know, and that's not a time to have long conversations and to get consensus and buy in. You don't need that. Just act. But sometimes you do need that. Sometimes you can't succeed without the collaboration of other people. Then you can't make decrees and you can't just act. You've got to engage in conversation. The conversation is reciprocal. It has to be both ways. And that's this whole conversation here about when this cotton does beer, is that part of a conversation? Is that like mimer? No, it's an act of, it's, it's an act of, of intimacy. Does it have to be consensual or doesn't? That's the whole conversation because the mimer of a cotton is so complicated. But otherwise, we've got Reb Chaim's view that Yibum itself, there's a machlokes Rebbe and Chachomim, there's a machlokes Rebbe and the Chachomim back on Daf Yutes, where the Yibum is conversation or action. Is Yibum Kiddushin or is it a separate, a separate action, a separate mitzvah all of its own? Um, and certainly when it comes to mimer, even those who say that Yibum is an action, uh, and Kiddushin is a conversation, and they're different. But what about Maimer? Maimer is, is a hybrid, and that's the Machlokas of Rebbe and the Chachomim on Daf Yutes as to whether Maimer is, is conversation or Maimer is action. <laughs>